the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I'm very selective which candidates I put on the air as a guest on The Bruce Hooley Show because I want to make sure that you retain the knowledge of who they are and someone that you definitely need to remember is Omar Tarazi. I've known Omar for more than a year. I know that he stands for the right things. I know he's fighting for the right things. And I'm happy that he's running to represent District 11 as the Republican in the Ohio House. That's so, right. Omar, thanks, thanks for, for coming me. in today. And um, let's talk about uh, why you decided to run. You ran for the seat that eventually went to Mike Carey in the U.S. Congress but I know you're very active in Hilliard City Council. I know you've been a crusader for the right things in Hilliard schools, topics we talk about here on the show a lot. But what motiv- motivated you to run for the Ohio House of Representatives? Well, the, uh, we've been representing Hilliard and making a lot of changes and improvements in Hilliard. Actually, uh, when we came on, uh, Hilliard uh, was, you know, uh, we brought in a lot of reforms, got it on the right track. And I think Hilliard's actually really set up now for because of the reforms we put in place for the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just on a really good growth trajectory. We brought everything in balance between, the, you know, uh, the um, uh, the environment and and uh, traffic and and the apartments, all those kind of things. Getting the commercial and residential, everything put in balance. Uh, so now, really, since that's in good shape, I'm kind of a change kind of guy. I like mm-hmm. to get in there, make big changes, fix things, and then move on to the next uh, uh, challenge. And I'd like, I think there's a lot of things we could do at the state level to put our state in a better direction on a whole host of fronts. I know people are struggling right now economically. Sure. And so forth. So, Well, Omar, I know you've done, as I said, good, great work with Hilliard City Council, and I know that you've been involved in the school issues out there. District 11 is new. We had this redistricting thing. So Hilliard, Dublin, and some other little parts of, uh, you know, in and around there. Uh, what's the uh, message that's come across to you as you talk to voters about what they want their state government to do and what you've gonna, you're going to dedicate yourself to doing as their representative? Right. Well, several different things. One is people are concerned about crime. They're concerned about inflation and the economy, and they're concerned about their kids at school. So in all three of those areas, I've taken a a strong leadership position on the local level, and I like to do it at the state level. So as it relates to, and they're all interconnected, by the way. So if we say, for example, crime and education, well, uh, Columbus schools basically at this point are producing the next generation of criminals because 60% are chronically absent, 75% you know, don't have their, uh, you know, aren't proficient mm-hmm. and so forth. So when they do a terrible job in Columbus and they're just doing this police are bad culture and all of that sort of thing, uh, then they're going to be, they're just producing the next generation. They're already happening. People are coming to our suburbs, stealing uh, stuff as kids. And then these are, and they're getting let go back out on the streets. And then, you know, in a few years time, they're going to be, you know, the crime will go up because of, of that. So we have to really take a very regional approach to how we handle these issues. And, one of the things I'd like to do at the state level, currently, uh, all of Franklin County, it's a huge district, a huge county, obviously, and it has one municipal court uh, that covers the whole county. And that's u- unique in all of Ohio. 
uh, everything else that's about that size, they break it down into smaller chunks. Mm-hmm. And so if we can break Franklin County down into smaller chunks, basically have suburban municipal courts, uh, join up the mayor's courts, which handle little things, make them a, a full-blown municipal court, then when people come to the suburbs and commit crimes, they don't go downtown to be let go mm-hmm. again. We They're held accountable by judges elected by the suburbs to represent the voters and, sub- and enforce the law. And that's how we'll start bringing some balance back into the equation because right now it's just overloaded downtown. And you have this sort of the Democrat ideology as it relates to crime uh, and, and being soft on crime. And we have to put the alternative for people in the suburbs. Well, I'm not surprised you have a bold idea like that. I love the idea. We've talked a lot here on this show about the ridiculous nature of 10,000 car thefts and some are offenders who do multiple car thefts in the same day because they're not locked up. And I know you know the law because you're an attorney and obviously you're a supporter of law enforcement. Omar Tarazi, our guest, he's running for District 11 representative on the Republican side of the ticket. And you're also pro-life. And that, uh, I think, lines up perfectly with uh, with a conservative position. Why do you explain to people like how you adopted the views that you adopted? As it relates to pro- being pro-life? Pro-life or any issues. Like, you're conservative, and I just kind of wonder. I always like to ask people, like, what, you know, I was a formerly, like, a lean Democrat. I was a working-class kid of a working-class uh, set of parents and leaned, lean Democrat. But the Democratic Party changed. I didn't change, and I, I think I changed somewhat when I, you know, uh, sort of figured out life and the responsibilities that come with adulthood. But I just kind of wonder what shaped you. Well, that's a long question. Yeah. <laughs> A lifetime of experience. Sure, I think <laughs> that's I think that's true of everybody. But yes. I'm, and I think that that basically the more you live and the more you see how important core ideas are. Where if you truly if a, a society that values life is fundamentally a healthier society, is fundamentally a, a better society versus one where you know they value emotion, which is what the de- left basically mm-hmm. pushes. It says, hey, whatever you feel, whatever you emotionally, let's let's pander to that. And I think that that's where. They are creating a generation of weak people. They're creating a generation of rootless people that have mental health problems and everything else. And then on top of that, you don't value life and you don't value. You have to have a core set of values that root people. Uh, and I, as the foundation of that is life itself, that mm-hmm. life is valuable and, and, and worth protecting, worth fighting for. And that's how you, you know, that's the, you need foundations. And that's the, the thing that they are attacking is people's found that's why they're against religion mm-hmm. and religious accommodation all these things it's about attacking the roots of people because if you do that then you have people that are weak and 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 blow in the wind and and then they can blow them around in the wind of whatever they deem politically correct with the moment and it's very easy to turn those people into followers and i think it's their position is to turn them into followers of their radical ideology and it's uh Pretty apparent your opponent in this race is someone who has a pending complaint in front of the state medical board related to uh, abortion and her medical practice and practicing abortion. And so, um, you know, you are a guy of high integrity that I've known, as I said, for more than a year. And I just kind of wonder, um, what have you had any candidate forums? Uh, I assume you depart starkly from your opponent on issues that matter to the people here in your district. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as it relates specifically to the, I mean, she's, she's a meta, she's a OBGYN doctor. Uh, she's running on that. That's her thing, mm-hmm. even though she's been sued multiple times for malpractice. And now she's got this complaint claiming that she, by a, a 10 year employee, uh, alleging under oath that she would uh, directly witnessed her manipulating records and to be able to do abortions when they weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be done on viable pregnancies and so forth. 
Uh, now, obviously, that's going to be under investigation. It's an allegation at the moment. Yeah, but it's a, a sworn affidavit, though, from someone affidavit. who worked for her. Yeah, it's not just like some random thing on the Internet, and it's in front of the medical board. But uh, at the same time, it does go in line with what her own statements, where she went and testified uh, in front when, uh, when they were having that bill about making it a requirement to provide medical care for a baby that's born alive from mm-hmm. a failed abortion. And she went and testified against that in the state legislature. Oh, wow. So we're talking about a person that is very, very you know, on the opposite side of the life issue. Uh, and, uh, and I think that that's something the voters need to be aware of is that, you know, what, who you elect, you know, particularly at the state re- legislature, uh, there, there, there's a good chance that that person is going to be there for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, do you want that person to be pushing those kind of values, supporting the, the sex stuff in the schools? Cause she's, you know, all backing all that kind of stuff. It, she's just part of that cult. Essentially. I consider it a cult in so far as, by 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 using that word that what I mean by that is that it's it's completely insular. There's no debate. It's a group of you're in the in group and everybody in the in group is the righteous people and mm-hmm. everybody on the out group is is bad, evil, knuckle dragging, yeah. racist, bad, every right. sort of epitaph that they can throw. Uh, and I think that that's an absolutely horrible culture to bring into the schools, to bring it as policing. Just everywhere it goes, it's it's corrosive and and uh, dangerous. And what we've done in Hilliard. You know, we've done that culture of servant leadership and cooperation. Let's have people work together. We don't mind liberals. We don't mind. I mean, we want everybody to work together to build their community. We're not trying to say there's some particular group that's going to, you know, lord it over everybody else. That's how, how we get everybody working together, build a community together and on shared values. And the shared values are is that we all have families. We all want our kids to grow up and, and to be successful members of society. And so how do we do that using, you know, the limited resources we have to maximize uh, liberty to maximize opportunity, um, and and that's a very different value set than the value set that the Democrats and have become dominated by with this you know small group of leftists that are dominating the conversation. Now I couldn't say that better myself. I mean that's phenomenally stated. Omar Tarazi is our in studio guest. He's running for District Eleven representative to the Ohio House, represent the communities of Hilliard, Dublin, and a few areas in and around there. We're out of time, but I know when we first sat down, you wanted to talk about the importance of voting. And I just thought that was such a reflection of your heart that, you know, you're here and a lot of, you know, people would say, well, you know, push yourself. The first thing you wanted to do was push the importance of voting for the state Supreme Court representatives and others. And I just I love that about you. I love your perspective and I really wish you well in this race. Well, I appreciate it. And I want to just underscore that it is a team effort, you know, that that's I, mean, I will be doing my part to take the lead. But we need the right people in our state Supreme Court. We need the right people, you know, in our, all of these positions are critical. They all work together to build a state. Um, so we need people to vote. We need people to vote for the whole ticket, you know, get the whole slate mm-hmm. card. <laughs> don't uh, don't abandon the lower right. the lower judges positions. It all works together. And uh, and, uh, you know, we can turn the state around. I think we have a bright future ahead of us. We just got to overcome this this very negative force out there that that's trying to this ideology is trying to you know tear things down the races that people always struggle with to know are the judges races so in the judges races you want laura nesbitt and keith mcgrath for appeals judge obviously Luis gill for franklin county commissioner michael holbrook judge jessica barwell colleen o'donnell will ireland also don roberts and janie roberts in domestic court vote for them we'll get things fixed omar thanks so much for coming in thank you very much All 
All right, I said in the first segment of the program today that Donald Trump said something over the weekend that, to me, is just, it's inexcusable. Like, okay, so here's where I stand with Donald Trump. And the reports are Trump is going to announce his candidacy for president in 2024 shortly after the midterms. There's a strategic advantage to that. There's a strategic disadvantage to that. But what has to happen, because it's happened way too much recently, two times I can think of in this campaign, is that Donald Trump demonstrates occasionally that he is fine with saying things that reflect poorly on other Republicans. See, the leader of a party should not do that. Donald Trump did it when he made a crack, and I do believe it was a joke, an intemperate joke, about J.D. Vance kissing his backside to get his endorsement. Might have been a harmless joke in the mind of Donald Trump. It gave ammunition to Tim Ryan for the campaign line that Ryan has used over and over and over again against J.D. Vance. Over the weekend, Donald Trump did it again, referring to Ron DeSantis like this. Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%, Mike Pence at 7. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Okay, so he's talking about what a poll shows as to who Republican voters prefer for their 2024 presidential candidate. And he refers to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as Ron DeSanctimonious. Ron DeSantis is a phenomenal governor. Ron DeSantis was barely elected Florida governor the last time. He will win in a landslide tomorrow night. He may win by more than 10 points. Ron DeSantis may carry Miami-Dade County. I used to live in Miami-Dade County. It is a heavily Democratic county because it is heavily populated by immigrants. And Democrats typically do better with immigrants. Republicans are happy if they can get 30 percent of the Hispanic vote. They'll be turning cartwheels. If they can get 30 percent of the black vote, if they can get 30 percent of the minority vote, Republicans will be thrilled and they will win every election. Donald Trump, of course, sees Ron DeSantis as a threat to being the 2024 presidential nominee of the Republican Party because Ron DeSantis has a phenomenal record to run on. You don't go from barely getting elected to winning in a landslide in what used to be a swing state of Florida, now converting it to a solidly red state without doing phenomenally well. And what has Ron DeSantis done phenomenally well on? COVID and now Hurricane Ian recovery. The speed with which DeSantis' policies have led to the rebuilding of the Sanibel Island Bridge. The preparation in advance of Ian, where DeSantis had power company workers staged and ready to go for the inevitable loss of power, and people were back up and running within like three or four days, where oftentimes when a hurricane hits off the Gulf or in Texas, they're without power. I've got a friend who lives in Houston. They've been without power for the better part of a week after a hurricane. Ron DeSantis is a phenomenal policymaker, and he has all the best attributes of Trump in terms of taking on the liars in the media. Trump's policies were great. But if he cannot resist the urge to glorify himself by taking shots at other candidates that we need in office and that we don't need 
to be damaged by his ego, such as J.D. Vance, such as Ron DeSantis, then Donald Trump's not the right nominee for this party in 2024. If he can't make the 2024 election about 2024, 25, 26, 27, then I don't want him to be the nominee. I support his policies. I cannot continue to abide the self-aggrandizing put-down of all others. You want to put down Democrats? You got plenty of candidates. Okay, Go after Nancy Pelosi. Go after Schumer. Go after Biden. Go after Obama. Go after Tim Ryan. Go after Adam. Well, Adam Kitzinger is theoretically a Republican. Go after Kathy Hochul. Go after Andrew Cuomo. Go after media members. As long as you have breath, Donald Trump, you will never run out of enough leftists, progressives, wokesters, and Democrats to criticize. But to stoop down and take a shot, a gratuitous, unjustified, unnecessary shot at J.D. Vance or Ron DeSantis shows me that being in bed with you is sleeping with the enemy. This cannot happen again. If it does happen again, then Republican voters need to run from Donald Trump. Because the thing about running from Donald Trump is you can run from Donald Trump, the candidate, without running from Donald Trump, the person. Because he deserves, and unfortunately will never get, the credit for overturning Roe versus Wade. He has provided an invaluable blueprint for the Republican candidates who will succeed him, whether it's in 2024 or whether it's in 2026 and 2028, on how to do it. Donald Trump uniquely understood the fight he was in. He tapped into the pride of American patriots, and I will be forever grateful to him for that, but he has to stop. He has to stop the stupid self-absorbed attacks on other Republicans. He has to stop lifting himself up by pushing other Republicans down. Again, you can stand on McConnell and Pelosi, you can stand on, I'm sorry, Schumer and Pelosi and Biden and Obama, stand on their shoulders and be as big a man as you can be. The gravity of this fight ahead of us, they're coming after our kids, they're coming after free speech, they're coming after our guns, they're coming after everything that is our right in the Constitution. They're coming after all of it, and we don't have time for petty infighting, and we certainly don't have time for the leader of our party to be leading the petty infighting and handing weapons to the other side. I was honored to speak at the Trump rally this summer. I think he is a transformative, consequential, enduring force in American politics. I will always be grateful to him for that. But this nonsense must stop. We have more than enough enemies on the other side. We don't need an enemy within, and we don't need him helping our enemies. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.